Welcome to the Dr. B Show, sponsored by 111 Spa and Aesthetics. For season one, I'm speaking with Hispanic professionals and leaders in HR and business, all with the purpose of giving back to our communities. Enjoy today's episode. Hi guys, Dr. B, Dr. Jairo Borja here, and welcome to the season finale of the inaugural season of the Dr. B Show. I'm your host, Dr. B, and today we have Frank Carvajal, who is the founder of the Silicon Valley Leadership Summit. He, he is also the CEO, Chief Executive Officer of Estiempo. It's time! Estiempo! And I'm excited for you to listen to the season finale of the Dr. B Show. And don't forget again, FOMO, fear of missing out, transforming your way to success, the course, the course, the course, from networking novice to networking guru, always have that top of the funnel full with prospects to call, to speak to, to connect with. So with that being said, hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget, enjoy the ride. All right, everyone. Yes, uh, welcome to another edition of the Dr. B Show. I'm your host, Dr. B, Dr. Jairo Borja, and I am here. I have the honor of having Senor Frank Abahal. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great, uh, Doctor. I am, you know, here on a Monday, uh, first day back in school for my kids here in uh, California. So I'm based here in uh, the Silicon Valley, uh, yeah. the Bay Area of uh, the hot state of California right now, record heat, <laughs> record heat. Oh man, my good, my god, my goodness, my goodness. So thank you, it's an honor to have you here. So I appreciate it. So tell everyone about yourself. We're gonna we open up uh, light. Well, tell me, tell everyone about yourself. Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Frank Carvajal. I'm a, a son of uh, immigrants, so I'm a first generation uh, college graduate, uh, first generation uh, son of immigrant. Um, Migrant farm workers, migrant farm workers, uh, as you know, is uh, such an important uh, essential work under COVID-19 today, yeah. especially yeah. where uh, we are very um, fortunate uh, because of our parents' hard work yeah. to remotely work from home. So I really uh, take this time to elevate my parents who uh, came from Mexico and yeah. uh, they decided to not only work so hard in the fields, but uh, network to work in canneries back before it became the Silicon Valley. Wow. It was better known as the Santa Clara Valley, filled with orchards. And so in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, it was more canneries back in the early 70s. So wow. I moved to a barrio in East San Jose in 1973 and uh, grew up in East San Jose. And throughout my college years, I attended college locally at uh, San Jose State University. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing um, that I always share with folks, what uh, really drives me and brought up my competitive spirit were uh, sports, mm -hmm. uh, soccer, and track. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> yep. That's amazing. Amazing. What position you played in soccer? I played uh, left wing. Okay. I played left wing and also uh, – Midfield, you know, okay. Uh, okay. with defense and offense, uh, com yeah. a combination of both skill sets. Absolutely. I'm a huge uh, football fan. So, okay. uh, you know, I, I, I share with uh, everyone uh, one day when my daughters decide to get married, hopefully uh, they marry <laughs> a, a good man, but a man that's uh, passionate about football. 
<laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. What about Lucha Libre? Did you ever like Lucha Libre growing up or no? You know, I, I, I did uh, because of my, my dad. Yeah. But I always, I, you know, I always found it strategic. I, you know, <laughs> I always found it strategic. And what I mean by that is to, to keep your mask on yeah. and have the discipline yeah. to fight through. Yeah. And always, as a spectator on the other side, you say, take the mask off. Take exactly. the mask off. Exactly. I want to see who it is. I want to see who's <laughs> under the mask. Yeah. But I, I, I now know as an adult and a professional that uh, it's strategy and strategy yeah. Yeah. is part of what makes us successful in life. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed, man. Agreed. So tell everyone yeah. about the Silicon Valley uh, leadership summit. Yeah. You know, I, when we were on backstage here, I am yeah. congratulating you and I'd like to give a shout out to two dear friends of mine today. Uh, Sid Wilson and Adele uh, Wilson you. you know, one thing that uh, I know is important as far as writing a book, yeah. I wrote a book to create a platform, a voice for the Latino community. And uh, when my book was first published in 2008 by Wiley and Sons, yeah. well, 2008 and transitioning to 2009, yeah. a market crash. Yep. And I share how uh, Jeff Bezos uh, swallowed all the border books and Barnes and Noble and all books went through Amazon. And so I had to, um, as we are doing today under COVID-19, yeah. uh, not as severe, but I had to pivot. And so my pivoting point in uh, 2009 was because my book, Building the Latino Future Success Stories for the Next Generation, has prominent Latinos throughout the U.S., I reached out to a person in my book who's an executive mentor of mine mm -hmm. and friend, Dick Gonzalez, and asked him, how do I keep the momentum of folks to purchase my book? How do I inspire them? And he says, well, Frank, he's like, let's have lunch. So we had lunch at his uh, corporate office in Pleasanton, California. It's known as Safeway. Mm -hmm. Safeway is a huge grocery um, yeah. in North America. And so when he um, sat me down, what I loved about it was I said, I want to see how Latino he is. So we're, you know, we're sitting around and predominantly all white folks around us, you know, yeah. it's in the corporate office, yeah. not so much diversity, but he uh, ended up putting some uh, tapatio hot sauce on his papas. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, That's good. I said, Oh yeah, this is, this is good. This, this feels great. So the point is, is I felt comfortable in asking him mm -hmm. what, my next step should be. And he says, you know, Frank, you should really think about uh, having a leadership summit and a leadership summit would be bringing together individuals, not only in the Bay area, but throughout the U S because you have a good network yeah. to meet individuals that are speakers and a lineup of panelists and a keynote speaker. And I said, wow, that's a huge undertaking. Who am I going to have as speakers? Right. And he says, I'll be your first. Just provide my name. And uh, his name's Dick Gonzalez. And right there, it provided me some leverage right. to contact individuals that are in my book, like Miriam Rivera, who's a great uh, venture capitalist and entrepreneur. At the time, you know, she was with Google. She had just retired from Google yep. um, at a young age. Mm -hmm. But it really also um, provided this spark in me that uh, 
that through my book, there's a framework, a letter of resiliency. And so the resiliency that we all have today under COVID-19, I had that resiliency under the market crash. And so I, I put together a leadership summit. And honestly, I had uh, looked at a benchmark of how many folks I'd like to invite. And there was 150 in mind. And I have to tell you, it was, it was nerve wracking because I said, oh, 150, you know, it, it is a pretty big expectation for a, a conference that I've never, ever had experience doing right. in the first place. Right, right. And sure enough, uh, after a few weeks, it sold out. Wow. It sold That's out. Amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and at the summit, there was an individual who became a really good friend of mine, Michael Lopez, uh, MBA from Stanford. He says, you know, next year, let's move it to the Stanford Faculty Club. So in 2011, it moved to the Stanford Faculty Club. And I designed intentionally an awards uh, component to the Leadership Summit to award a great thought leader in the United States by the name of Victor Arias Jr. And in the second summit, it also sold out. And it had an opening remarks by Julian Castro, who was running for uh, U.S. president. Yeah, yeah. So the third summit also sold out. And until last year, 2019, we celebrated the 10th anniversary. And thankfully, all of the summits have been sold out. Good. And so for 2020, the yeah. plan was to move it to a larger venue known yeah. as a computer history museum, okay. which could accommodate 400 people. Oh, wow. And so with that, I had it all in place. Yeah. And in December of 2019, yeah. I had 90% sold out of the summit. Wow. Yeah, 90%. Oh, all year in advance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With, exactly. With all of the sponsors lined up. Yeah. And then January comes and then February. And then in February, I was like, something seems interesting about what's going on with this coronavirus. Exactly. I got to be a little apprehensive. And my wife works in public health. And sure enough, March, mid-March, shelter in place. I contacted the Computer History Museum right away. And I said, let's postpone it until August, you know, this month. Yeah. And sure enough, I had to postpone again. The next year, May 2021. Yeah. But now, Doctor, we really are playing a day to day. Yeah. And exactly. so, so I had to pivot again yeah. and thus creating Estiempo with Frank, a webinar that happens every Friday. Oh, wow. So that's how that came about. So, how did that come about? It came about as a result of that, right? Of the, of the pivot? Not only as a, a result of the pivot, but I love the question because, um, one of my sponsors for the summit, I call her the champion of sponsors. She's an executive leader with Kaiser Permanente. Yeah. And you know, Kaiser Permanente, sadly, in the late fall, um, Bernard Tyson, their CEO, African American, a champion of diversity, he passed away. Yeah. And so we were planning to honor him at the summit. And so I've become really close with, uh, the executive leader, her name's Irene Chavez. Mm -hmm. She's been a champion and a supporter of the Leadership Summit every year. And interestingly enough, what happened, how the webinar came about, as Stample with Frank came about, was in April, just a few months ago, I decided, you know, 
to reflect on old pictures of, of you know, thoughts and uh, cherishing moments where we all could be together. So I posted a photo of myself and this gentleman by the name of Leonard on LinkedIn. And Leonard is a diehard 49er fan. As you know, I'm a, a 49er yeah. fan. Yep, yep. And he, um, 87 years old, and he still attends every game. And he's attended games for folks who know their history of the Niners of the Kizar days, which is a little stadium in San Francisco. And so I posted a picture of myself and Leonard of an NFC championship game. And you could see tons of people. And so I don't think Irene was really reading the the message. All she saw was myself and Leonard. And she's like, (laughs) sends me a message. I'll link this. She's like, Frank, call me ASAP. I said, oh, what's going on? I mean, you know, this seems like there's an emergency. And I called her and she works, of course, at Kaiser Permanente. And she's like, Frank, what are you doing in a big crowd? And I said, what do you mean? She's like, I see you with this older gentleman. He looks so nice. He looks such like a, such a kind soul. I said, I read. No, that's a reflection of how I wish things were. She's like, oh my God, you scared me. She's like, you guys weren't wearing masks. I said, no, no. And she's like, oh my goodness. She's like, you know, Frank, I love reading your posts. She's like, and you keep people engaged. And under these times, she's like, you should really have a show on a Friday. And she's like, why don't you have a show uh, titled uh, Fridays with Frank? And I said, oh, that's too much. I said, that's, uh, I said, you know, I'm not Donald Trump or anything. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to brand my name, you know, just, you know. And she's like, oh, well, what do you think? I said, well, I said, I like the idea. I said, what about uh, Estiempo with Frank? She's like, perfect. She's like, you know, uh, find someone who would produce it. And so in April, she was my first guest. Okay. And uh, it's been going on every Friday, except for one Friday, I took family vacation. And so the the purpose of Estiempo with Frank is really to keep our community engaged, Mm -hmm. dialogue going, elevating our voices during this time. That's Until the leadership summit happens in person. In person, exactly. That's good. I love, I love it. Now, speaking of Estampa, where did that come from? I know it's time. I'm a big uh, UFC fan, so. Oh, you heard that. Yeah. yeah. It's it time. Is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you saying that someday. Estampa. Right? So, oh, where did that come well, from? You know, <laughs> I, love, I love the question. I love it absolutely <laughs> when people ask me that question. I am transparent. And I always say, I'm not a UFC fan, so That's I didn't okay. get it from the guy okay. from UFC. From so how I, how I came about yeah. Estiempo, it's time, yeah. is as I mentioned, when I thought of writing a book, mm-hmm. it was in the early 2000s. It was actually in 2001. And in 2001, I was sharing with my, uh, my dad, God rest his soul, he passed away three years ago. But when I was sharing was... I said, Papa, quiero escribir un libro. I want to write a book. And it's about uh, the folks that have worked so hard in the U.S., but it's based off of individuals that come from humble beginnings mm-hmm. to establishing greatness. And he says, tell me more. And I said, well, you know, there's some individuals that I know through a network I'm, I'm part of, mm-hmm. and I really want to start writing about them. Mm-hmm. He says, pues, mijo, ya es tiempo. Right. It's time, and I said, ah, oh. and so I, I ran it by a friend of mine who's a pastor, 
And I said, hey, listen, I said, I have, I have an idea for a business that I want to start. And it started as a sole proprietorship, you know, just coaching individuals at first. Yeah. And I said, there's two names I'm thinking of. And, and I said, and I, on top of that, I said, down the road, I'd like to also write a book. He's like, wow, that's a huge undertaking. I said, yeah, but I'll start with a sole proprietorship and then start coaching these individuals. And he's like, well, what are, what are the names you have? And I said, the two names is E Salu, you know, health yeah. or Es Tiempo. He's like, oh man, that's a no brainer. Es Tiempo, go with it. <laughs> so I registered as a sole proprietor. I registered the name uh, locally and then at the state level. And then in 2007, when I knew my book was going to be published, thankfully by Wiley and Sons, yeah. I created an LLC to protect uh, the name. Hi, Dr. B here. Are you struggling to get rid of stubborn fat but don't want to have plastic surgery? 111 Spa and Aesthetics Non-Invasive Slimming Massage can help you get the body you always wanted. 111 Spa and Aesthetics can also help you when it comes to cellulite treatments and body contouring massage. 111 Spa and Aesthetics offers a full range of skincare services, including facials, acne, scar treatments, skin tightening, microdermaspiration, and more. 111 Spa and Aesthetics are trained professionals with extensive skincare experience and utilize only the best equipment possible. For more information, please visit their website at www.111aesthetics.com. That's one O N E eleven. E-L-E-V-E-N, SpaAesthetics.com, located at 10 East Munaki Road in Hackensack, New Jersey, 07601. And to make an appointment, don't miss out, 201-520-1777, 201-520-1777, 111 Spa and Aesthetics. That's awesome. That's amazing. Amazing. So tell me, what advice would you have for any Latinos trying to write their, their uh, first book or trying to write a book? You know, I would say do it now, especially under COVID-19. You know, one thing that we have taken up is uh, a lot of uh, uh, unhealthy habits. When I say that, I mean, overeating. Uh, some folks um, may excessively be drinking, you know, because it's not a time of, of happiness. It's a time of stress. Right. And so when you channel stress in different areas, what I always like to say is create a lane, create a lane that is about your journey right. and your journey alone will lead you to a manuscript. And what I be, mean by a manuscript is create, for example, simple table of contents like we did back in the days when we were in yeah. high school yeah. or even before high school, middle school. Yeah. And it's that simple. But the hardest part to write a book as an adult is the discipline. But there are no excuses because many of us, like I had mentioned, we have the luxury because of our parents and our grand grandparents yeah. working remotely from home. So take the time to go into a quiet room and if you have kids, wait until they're asleep and start writing down your thoughts and then transitioning those thoughts to a table of contents 
Yeah. And then from there, create that first chapter. Yeah. And once you create that first chapter, everything else flows. Great. So that's my advice. I love it. I love it. I did the same thing. I wrote my book last summer and I, I actually did reverse for engineering. I actually wrote the table of contents first as an oh. And then from there, every day I would chip at it, like you said, one chapter at a time until I had a book. And eventually I was able to, uh, by the end of the summer of, that, of last year, I was able to have a book. So it's very interesting how you, I, I, I followed like 90% of that advice. So great advice. So, <laughs> you know, you know, Dr. Borja, yeah. I have to say you must, you, you're a genius because uh, <laughs> the fact that you did a, a book in Wow, a year. A week. Well, I did it in a, a week. week. Well, I did the, the, the main part in a week, and I interviewed four people uh, throughout the course of September 2019. And I, and I uh, printed the manuscript, the, the interview, the, uh -huh. what the, what do you call that? The transcription? I, I, I put that as part of the book. So yeah. I yeah. cleaned it up, of course. But that, all took, that was all like a two- or three-month process altogether. I wrote it pretty quickly. Wow. <laughs> I wrote it pretty oh, that's quickly. Am that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, you have uh, the same last name as my uh, sister before she got married. Uh, her name was uh, Gisela Borja. What? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I just really say under these times, also talk to individuals like myself or yourself. I'm available to uh, anyone in your network if they have uh, sure. questions or uh, advice on how to stay motivated in writing a book. It really is not only about discipline, but I think it's um, also about communication with individuals who have done it, and yeah. like myself and yourself, because yeah, we, we, can't, we can't be uh, selfish in the process of uh, another person wanting to succeed in writing a book. No, agreed. Agreed 100%. Uh, regardless of what side of the aisle you're in, uh, what do you think is the future of the Latino today? You, you know, I think the future is uh, putting putting politics aside and really yeah. looking at uh, the, the end goal in mind. What I mean by that is we must have our eye on the prize. We, uh, we, have, uh, we have respect and uh, we have faith for our allies, like the black community yeah. uh, have, have elevated their voices through tough times. And I say that we have uh, a struggle where we have to elevate our voices together as well. And by doing, by doing so, we cannot, we cannot work in silos. We have to work as what I call like a federation of, uh, of community. Right. And that means all coming together. Uh, es como um, el, old, uh, el dicho de, de the crab theory. Yeah. We cannot subscribe to a crab theory of pulling one another down when we're uh, right. about to get to the top. Yeah. We have to lift you know, exactly. person up as we're rising to the top. Exactly. Exactly. Great point. Great point. What, um, what advice would you give a, a Latino trying to, well, you already mentioned the author, but try to do some of the other stuff like that, like that I'm trying to do, whether it's speaking an entrepreneur or even a thought leader, what advice would you give to that individual today? If, if point. it's a, a person, that's an excellent question. If it's a person that is dealing with say entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. public speaking yep. and uh you said starting a business right uh within yep. the yep yep and then also thought leaders well, or trying to be a thought leader yeah so i provide the advice that i uh was provided to me 
right. because I feel that if someone had gave had given me the advice where I was struggling of the same thoughts of uh, your question, because yeah. you we have we have to really look at the question as a struggle because if it's not a struggle, right. there's not going to be success. Right. If there's not failure, there's not going to be success. Yeah. So there's a lot of hardship through that path, yeah. whether it's, uh, it's becoming a thought leader, a professional public speaker, and an entrepreneur. Yeah. So what I do is provide the advice of fundamentals. It's yeah. like uh, it's like coaching uh, a great basketball player like a Michael Jordan. The yeah. fundamentals of dribbling a ball, the fundamentals of th- doing things that aren't uh, – enjoyable. So what I mean by that is with the path of public speaking, entrepreneurship and thought leadership, I recommend starting with Toastmasters, a local Toastmasters, Googling a local Toastmasters. And today all Toastmaster meetings are done remotely. But what you learn is you learn how to be humble. So in, in other words, through the process of being a Toastmaster, you first provide your icebreaker and then in every speech, you have an evaluator. Evaluator provides constructive criticism. And I think that uh, we need a person on the other side of, of the aisle, so to speak, to provide us with feedback and constructive criticism. And then once, we, once we've been humbled, then we understand how to keep our eye on the prize. And in order to keep our eye on the prize, we have to list objectives of what your purpose of your business is, who are your clients, who are your targeted audience, and how are you going to provide that targeted audience a return of their investment? Because time is money. And then as things are um, created holistically and uh, organically, then you really look at the uh, person and you could see that you're establishing a relationship and by establishing a relationship, it really has to be purposeful and as well as authentic. And with that, you become a thought leader. And when you become a thought leader, then you have the experience of delivering uh, a speech with passion and purpose. And then after that, if you feel that you're ready to start, as I had mentioned earlier, a sole proprietorship and then transitioning to an LLC, then you have something that is fruitful and it's your baby. I love it. So that's in a a nutshell. I love it. That was a great, a lot of a great, uh, hard-winded answer. A great, a lot of, but it was great. It was. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank yeah. You. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. So, what advice would you give a Latino um, to make an impact in their ERG? You know, and at their ERG type uh, organizations with their companies, or or even with their companies or the, or with their businesses. So you have a lot of employee resource groups, business resource groups, you know, how do we, how do, how do we um, provide meaningful conversations or, or provide a meaningful substance uh, to these groups today? You know, that's an excellent question because we have to look at uh, ERG and diversity in not just uh, a sense of uh, Latinos or Latinx or, yeah. or a group but we have to look at it as a collaborative. And what I mean by that is uh, working with allies, whether it's uh, black ERGs, 
also with uh, LGBTQ, mm -hmm. uh, Native American, also um, Asian groups that really are about a collaboration. And then when we look at ERG groups and we are going to be part of an ERG group as a Latino, a Latina, yeah. we have to look at a sustainable model. And what I mean by that is we can't just establish a diversity ERG group just to uh, appease right. you know, corporate America. We really have to look at it by creating a baseline, objectives, and what are the goals in order to recruit, retain, and execute. And so those three levels not only take a lot of hard work, but what's important are there's two aspects to a successful ERG group, and that is the buy-in from an executive sponsor, and then the other component is within the infrastructure is a mentorship program within this ERG group so that it is sustainable and it lasts more than a year or two. You have to push out for uh, looking, you know, at a five to 10 year plan and then grow it from there. That's a great, great answer. Oh, I love it. I love oh, great suggestions, by the way. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh no, thank you. That's thank awesome. You. Uh, last question. Where could people uh, contact you? How could they find you on LinkedIn or your website or how do they, how could they reach you? Yes, they could reach me uh, two, two ways. Uh, Frank at estiempo, E-S-T-I-E-M-P-O.com. And estiempo is also my website, estiempo.com. And LinkedIn, spelled Frank, and then last name C-A-R-B-A-J-A-L. And I am very uh, accessible. And I just wanted to mention, uh, for example, uh, Dr. Borja, Okay. That today, a woman who's Afro-Latina reached out to me from Philadelphia, and she asked me to uh, post uh, an accelerator that she's hosting for young Latinas. And I'm going to do that within an hour because I feel that it's not only important to me, but important yeah. to all of us Absolutely. to share powerful uh, messages that engage us, elevate us, and celebrate our community. Wow. What a great way to close. With that being said, Frank, it's an honor to have you on my show. Thank you, everyone, folks. Frank Arvajal, folks. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate you being Thank here. you so much. Thank you. Have All a right. blessed day, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Dr. B Show, sponsored by 111 Spa and Aesthetics. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite platform.